0: piece of music you're listening to is called Spice Trader. It's quite clearly got an 8-bit game influence. Sounds a little bit like something you might hear in a Commodore 64 or Nintendo game. I wrote this piece as an experiment in 8-bit game sounds and took some elements from the past and some from the present to create this weird crossover. You're listening to How I Make Music, a weekly show for music and audio producers to go behind the scenes of soundtrack composition and understand my process to writing compelling and original music. Each week I break down a soundtrack that I've written and I share the insights and decisions behind how it was made. My name is John Bartman, I'm a music composer and producer from South Africa and this is How I Make Music. Let me play you one of the very first things, one of the very first pieces of electronic music that I wrote. I've actually labelled this sound wacky. It's got a really strange, uh, slightly dissonant and mad feel to it, which I absolutely love. I wrote it using the pattern sequencer in Reason, two or three, way back in the day. And I thought I'd repurpose it just because it had some character to it. This became the backbone of Spice Trader. Mm -hmm. To write parts like this, there's an advantage that we have nowadays. With technology, we're able to create generative audio. Generative audio is basically music that can be made much more efficiently and quickly and relies more heavily on computing power than technical ability. So it would be very difficult to play a part like this on a musical instrument. But that is not the point. But playing it on an instrument is not the point. The point is to make it sound otherworldly or somehow uh, divorced from humanity by relying more heavily on computers. You should lean on generative music software if your intention is to create futuristic sounds and really out there and offbeat sounds that are deliberately non-human sounding. Use computers, use generative audio if you're looking for a really wacky and out there sound and if your intention is the opposite then lean more heavily on the human uh, compositional side. Um, But ideally we use both hand in hand of course to um, create a smoother workflow, do your work quicker. Generative audio allows you to output ideas very quickly. This soundtrack was quite strongly influenced by Star Control 2, which is a desktop game that I grew up playing and I loved it. Let me play you two of the character themes. These are aliens, alien races, and the music that was composed to personify them. Hopefully you can hear a similarly wacky sound This is a race called the oars. Here's another of the more wacky sounds from the spatty race. This was very much the palette of sounds that I had in mind when I was creating this piece, Spice Trader. I thought I'd take it in the direction of something Arabian, not sure why, but I ended up including this string sound, which really sets the tone for an Arabian character, perhaps a merchant or a market character. Take a listen to the strings. (laughs) So two things here. One is that it starts out as a pure string sounding patch and ends with this really heavy buzz over the top. Let me play you the second half one more time. I just created that fade in to give you a sense of the two different layers that are being played here. One is the string sounding patch and the other one is this buzz which I created to uh, date it a little bit. It sounded like it should have an electronic synthesized sound, seeing as string sounds weren't really that good in the 80s. I mean, they sounded good in the 80s for the time, but when we listen to them now, it sounds like they're really old, and I wanted that old sound, so I layered it up with uh, this heavy buzz sawtooth uh, waveform. This part also sounds Arabian for a reason, The reason is that I've used the classic harmonic minor scale, which sounds like this. It's particularly these last four notes that give it the Arabian sound. And I've covered this in a previous episode um, called Balkan Gypsy Party. The reason it gives that... Arabian sound is because it's a specific combination of intervals the semitone to tone and a half up to semitone again in other words it's quite a big leap and and it's quite standard theory so if you're trying to make something sound Arabian or Middle Eastern it's a no brainer, you use the Middle Eastern um, scale which is the harmonic minor scale so check that out if you're interested in uh, writing something a little bit more exotic sounding, and that's definitely the sound that I landed on when I was composing this piece. One of my favorite mobile games is called The Battle of Polytopia. Here is one of the theme tunes for a Middle Eastern tribe called the Umaji, written by Swedish composer Robin Af Erkenstam. <laughs> Robin has used the harmonic minor scale to very clearly define his tribe, the tribe that the music's being written for, as Middle Eastern and exotic. The melody goes like this. And once again we have this tone and a half relationship. So it's a simple point if you're going to write... Middle Eastern or exotic sounding music, use the harmonic minor scale and you'll find applications of it everywhere from film and movies to TV and podcasts like How I Make Music. The next thing I did was to add a very old sounding glitch drum beat. Alright, right, so this is a composite, a number of layers in here. Let's break it down. Somewhere in the background, I've got this Oodoo sound. That is one of the loops from Reason 5's Dr. Rex. I'll link in the show notes all of the sources of these patches and libraries. On top of that, we've got the, a combination of a bell and some finger symbols, the type used by Hare Krishnas. Listen to this. I left gaps in between the clapping of the finger symbols. Let's just hear it again and listen for the delay that fills those gaps. One of the common mistakes that I notice is when producers find a loop that they like and then they overuse it without creating enough variation and space. And this was the reason that I left those gaps in between the finger symbol loop, which was originally a continuous loop. Ding, dick, dick ding, dick, dick, ding, dick, 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 ding. After a few bars of that, the ear starts to get fatigued, so I decided to leave some space but also filled that space with this light background delay sound so that it didn't uh, hog the limelight, didn't come too far to the front. We've already got a very heavy beat, this one. And I really wanted to leave and preserve that space in between those gaps. So if you are using loops from wherever you get your loops, play with the idea of cutting some of the parts out and perhaps muting them or deleting them so that you've got this variation and these gaps in the loop. Music is silence. Music is the gaps in between. The beat came along nicely. It was busy enough, but I felt we could use a really high-pitched beep sound. It sounds like an ECG machine. It's got a super electronic sound about it, very unnatural, artificial sound, and it dovetails nicely with those glitch sounds that you hear. The bass line for this song is very repetitive and simple. Here it is. you actually hear more of the top end of that than the low end. It's got a very abrasive top end, which is in line with the game consoles of the 80s. Most of them were played off TVs and music producers weren't as focused back then on the low frequencies as we are now. So it wasn't necessary to pummel the audience with a massive bass. So I decided to put a little bit more focus on the top end and not fall into that trap of thinking that whatever you're writing always needs more bass. Because sometimes you are being commissioned to write a piece that was that sounds like it should have sounded in the 80s. And if that means cutting modern production out of the equation uh, in order to satisfy whoever you're writing it for, then that's what you should do. Avoid the temptation to try and make everything sound like a modern commercial hit. People are still capable of enjoying music that hasn't been professionally mixed and mastered. The same message I say a lot on the show, which is don't let your limitations get in the way of finishing your projects. The final thing for today's episode is the noise wind sounds that I've used later in the track. Take a listen. sounds almost like the real thing, but that is an oscillator, so it is a very simple electronic device which puts out a random signal, and random signal is actually what noise or the sound of the sea sounds like, white noise. I decided to include white noise because it sounds like the sound of the wind in the desert. We've already established this Middle Eastern sounding theme, and I thought a good complement to that would be having a white noise like almost like a Bedouin character somewhere in the desert um, with the harmonic minor mode and this wind sound in the background. So it was really to reinforce an earlier decision, a little bit of icing on the cake. It's worth noting that this piece was an experiment for me, and it's important to push your boundaries. I almost wanted it to sound a little bit amateur, uh, to sound a little bit dated, and not a lot of polish went into it. In fact, the title, if you download it from my site, is Really Bad Arabian 8-Bit Music. So, once again, it's important to constantly put out music. And you'll find that the most odd things that you have to offer thrill your audience the most. This goes in line with trying to avoid writing music that sounds average. This is the age of the weird. Go ahead and indulge your weird fantasies, were well, indulge your music compositional fantasies, um, and go ahead and just, just experiment. You know, that's my, my honest advice. So that's about it for this episode, uh, Spice Trader. We'll listen to the full track in just a minute. But before we do that, thank you for listening to How I Make Music. This is my weekly show. It comes out on Wednesdays in which I break down one of my original soundtracks and share the insights behind how it was made and the process, so that you can pick up on any tips that are of use to you, or at least have an idea of what other people like us are up to. There are loads of people sitting around in their bedrooms making music. I'm trying to share knowledge with other composers like me so that we can all make better stuff. So there's a new episode every Wednesday. If you like it, do subscribe. I'm on Spotify and Apple, Apple Podcasts. Share it with your producer friends. If you need music for your own project, so you've got a podcast or a video that you need music for, you can download this track as well as all my other tracks. Go to my website, johnbartman.com, J-O-H-N-B-A-R-T-M-A-N-N.com. Go to the music page. For this track, you can search for 8-Bit Arabian or the, the title, which is Spice Trader. You can also search by genre, mood or instrument. The idea is that you're able to find original royalty-free soundtracks and podcast themes for your own work. Go ahead and download them. I'm super generous and most of them are license-free for online usage. So just go ahead and use the stuff. Let me know what you're using them for. I always like having opportunities to share my um, fellow creators' work with others. So that's it. Thanks for listening. Now here is Spice Trader, a quirky, wacky, Arabian-sounding, a little bit exotic and very 8-bit-sounding track in its entirety. I'll catch you next week.